Hello everyone, welcome to Dorks Are Dangerous, Chronicle 5, Session 0. We had the glorious wrap-up of Chronicle 4, real, real recently, where Johnny was our DM once again, and we had a great time with that. So we're moving on into, like I said, Chronicle 5. In this campaign, we have our cast of players, as we love to refer to them as, and... We'll just go down the list. Uh, Johnny, would you please uh, introduce yourself? Of course. Uh, I am Johnny Patches, your DM for Chronicle 1 and 4, and uh, uh, one shot that you probably heard last week. So if you're familiar, welcome back. If you're new, um, this is me. Thank you, Johnny. Kaylee. Hey everybody, my name is Kaylee. I'm a returning player. I was the DM for Chronicle 3, and I've done a couple one-shots. You might, or I've done one one-shot, I should say, so far, that you might hear in the next few weeks. You might hear in a month or two. Um, but yeah, excited to be here. Thank you so much. Johnny and Kaylee, of course, are fellow founders of, of Dorks Are Dangerous and, and uh, have contributed so much to what we have going on, so thank you again. Oh, stop. <laughs> um, let's go with Katie next. Hi, I'm Katie. I was a player for Chronicle 4. Um, I like long walks on the beach, and I'm a Scorpio. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. And we have two new players with this Chronicle, so this is really exciting. Uh, let's start with you, Jay. Uh, hi, I'm Jay. I'm new here and i'm i'm just looking to have some fun gang gonna be a good time love it and to wrap up our player set saul hi i'm saul uh i am new to dorks are dangerous old to D, &D. uh looking forward to this excellent that's an interesting uh little point there it's something i always love to talk about if we have if we have the opportunity is when people first, or how long people have been playing when they were introduced to D&D &D and that type of thing. So we can circle back around to that. Um, and of course, I am Bruce, uh, as I stated before, the DM for Chronicle 5. What we do here, as we've talked about in previous Chronicles, in case this is our, your first trip down this lane with us, uh, we play Dun Dungeons & Dragons, currently 5e, uh, utilizing the rule sets therein, the races, classes, items, etc., uh, but uh, in a nebulous kind of dynamic group-created homebrew world. So we might refer to different classes and races in a, in a different way, or, or we may introduce classes and subclasses and races that, that are all ours or don't exist in, for anyone else. So hopefully that's part of the enjoyment here as well. Uh, each chronicle has a different DM, uh, that being one of us, and the rest of us each play a character uh, coupled to that chronicle or story arc. And we also play virtually, and so therefore we take advantage of such tools available to us, like uh, currently we're using Roll20 as our VTT. And we, also, and we mostly use D&D uh, Beyond as our source. Uh, as for DM style, me personally, I have a, 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 a what I hope is a... a an enjoyable perspective of DMing simply as one of the other players of this game. Uh, yeah, I have a specific role uh, at times. Uh, it can be challenging, 
as the DM because you know you're not just the the referee, but also an interpretive rules. Uh, this can be challenging at times, uh, which which in the end uh, always seems to work out just fine. The I'm also the keeper of of the secrets and the mysteries, uh, the narrator, potentially the scene painter, uh, world sculptor, whatever you might throw out there to try and create a foundation of a story for these players to develop and and well to write if you will uh and uh so i just lay the groundwork for them to in in the sandbox that they play in johnny kaylee there are parts of the current homebrew world that we have for example the neo kingdom uh in chronicle 2 we got introduced to the craig and bowmore um there are some other places that that have been called out. Um, what are some of our other cities and towns and areas? Uh, do you just want me to run over the other major kingdoms for? Eh, sure, for whatever. Yeah, whatever you feel okay. like. Uh, yeah, well, there's the majocracy of Volsh, which is run by the Council of Traditions. Uh, there is also the kingdom of Calaric. And the kingdom of Gallimore, Gallimar, excuse me, along with the Freelance and the Badlands, which the last chronicle focused on. And all of these are areas that that we've predetermined, predefined as as existing. So this this helps hopefully to expand the knowledge of the listeners to uh, what we've developed already. Uh, and by we. I say mostly Johnny. You've, you've hit on these. These done a great job at, at starting us off. So thank you. No shucks. <laughs> what else do we have, Kaylee? So during my chronicle, I picked a city that was underground. It was called the Dire Den. It's on the. It's considered a free city. Currently, it could change in depending on wars, political alignments, etc. But it is on the border of Caleric. Valsh and the Neo Kingdom underneath the Bronze Rise. And it was a mining city mostly. They had their own system for telling time, how they did operations, how they got stuff in and out of the mountains because there's no direct path to the city, which also helps from people invading the city and keeping it that status of quote unquote free. But that was where my chronicle mostly comprised of. I don't want to give too much away if you guys haven't listened to the chronicle, but there are some. Uh, new races and creature types that are in that so that I hope you guys enjoy. And maybe you'll see in the future for as players. PCs, Absolutely. I should say. Absolutely. One of my favorite parts, aspects of what we do is that is that the detail and the depth of these new areas that we create. So thank you. Um, I'm going to touch on something. Just quickly read a little bit of a blurb from the very first Chronicle. To kind of get you in, in, in place again. As Johnny stated in Chronicle 1, for some, the Neo Kingdom gave people an opportunity that didn't come around very often. A chance to find fame and fortune in an uncharted land. The idea that a low-born son of a farmer could become a noble without a political or social hindrance, roadblocking him became very enticing for some. The young empire that was founded on the outskirts of civilization 
With the ability to expand until it reached the sea soon became less of a dream and more of a nightmare. I love that opening so much that when it, when it, you think this is going to be just this serene opening about, oh, it's all this and this, and it hinges, it, it hits upon twice the fact that people uh, uh, in this area have become very focused on stepping on the necks of others um, in such a way to, to, to gain, to gain whatever they can really. And so it's, it's really, it's really kind of a, not, not everybody is that way, but of course, but, um, it, that's oftentimes how power is achieved. And the last line, uh, the sea soon became less of a dream and more of a nightmare. Like, holy crap, what just happened? I thought this was a nice scene. It's not a nice scene. So <laughs> I really love that part. Um, so it goes on and on, and uh, this it talks about uh, the various parts of, of the Neo Kingdom and and uh, whatnot. But anything else anybody wants to add at this point? That's the overall story. I've got yes. questions later, though. Yes. Okay, good. Um, well, then with that, uh, I'm going to dive into a bit of a prologue, if you will. So the intro which I love to give the opening for you guys to, to kind of give this visual, if I can, of where you are, how this is going to begin, so you can plan a little differently. All right, here we go. Ha <laughs> ha! Hey, why so glum? Put a smile on. It's a party after all. As you all look around from atop the open-topped horsebound carriage, the five of you, each recently decorated by Viscount Wallace, himself. You see that you are the center of a grand parade. Old Tom, the carriage driver who was just speaking, was right. It is a party, and it's all in your honor. At even a quick glance, you can see that the storefronts, shops, and even the vendor carts in the street are adorned in beautifully varying, calming, yet exhilarating pastels, including everything from doorknobs to street lamps, from windows to walls, Everything is decorated. Looking from side to side at the seemingly endless droves of city folk cheering you on here in this, the port city of Bayford, you can't help but truly feel the adoration of these people. They love you. Ahead, as the street bends, to the right, this grand spectacle continues on before you, assumingly for quite a way. You guess the only thing for you to do is to sit back and enjoy the celebratory foods and ales set before you. As you approach, you hear the trumpets sound from the keep with a sense of urgency that, and you'll have to tune in for session, session one for the rest. So that, as you get uh, start, <laughs> before we get into that, yeah, we can go ahead. You know what, Saul? Go ahead. No, I was I couldn't contain my excitement. That was a great that was a great intro. So you have a bit of a visual there, yeah? For sure, and a sense of urgency. Perfect. So let's do this. Whoever wants to, no no call out. Just introduce yourself again with uh with your character name and maybe a brief character physical description if you like. All right. Hey everybody. So again, my name's Kaylee. Uh I will be playing the part of Jingle or the sound that coins make jingling in a bag is their name. Uh they are a Tenku 
They are a small Kenku, very childlike in their appearance, big green eyes, uh, kind of following around uh, one of their party members all the time, always looking at things very distracted by shiny baubles, this and that. Uh, black feathers, uh, they wear a simple robe, um, but they're always like playing with a coin between their feather fingers and looking for the next game that they can do. Next little, little, how to make more coin, how to make someone smile, right? Um, she's, like I said, very young. Um, so she's got a bit of childlike wonder. She's also very impressionable, which you will find out in later sessions. And she does a bit of the mimicry as per their uh, ancestry in this race, but uh, she is capable of some speech on her own. That's her in a nutshell. Well, thank you, Kaylee. Anyone else? So, hi, I'm Saul, uh, and I'm playing Wielden, who is a furnace. Uh, he is an awakened furnace. My mental image of him is looking a little bit like Pedro Pascal, uh, but with, um, if you look closely, his, his skin is made of brick. It's, you can see like the, the brick laying on it. As a was oven, uh, he, um, he's obsessed with, with flavor and taste. Um, I haven't figured out if he can actually taste things or not, but I think he's very interested in the idea of taste. That's interesting. Isn't it, Kaylee? It really is. <laughs> uh, an indirect My touch to... My massive singularities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Last round. Yep, yep. Love it. Anyone else ready? Hi, this is Katie. Um, I'm playing a character called Valkyrie. She is a water ganasi. Um, she is a tempest cleric. Obsessed with ducks and birds of any kind. Um, she's the party member that Jingle follows around quite a bit. Um, she does sometimes get a temper. Mostly because things are frustrating. <laughs> um, she came from a small little farm place. Her mom and dad are still there just going at it. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm leaving. So she went out exploring. Interesting. Curious that she has her own little frustration points. I mean, I feel like everyone does at a certain limit. Her limit's just a lot lower than most people's. Fair. Jay, I'm sure you've got something for us. Yeah, I was making sure no one else spoke first. Um, hi, I'm Garrigs. He will have a very different accent um, when I figure out what it is. Uh, Garrigs is Gar Garrigs. He's he's just a friend, you know. Um, he's uh, he's a Vedan, uh, which is uh, a green person. Uh, he's bald, very long, el like, like eccentric elven ears, like ears that are kind of too big, almost. Um, he's old for oh, not old. He's a little over middle aged for a Vedan. He's thirty nine. They usually only live to be about sixty ish. Um. He's married, he's got two kids, he's an office worker, he's just, you know, he's just gotten caught up in a bunch of stuff with some friends, and it's all gotten out of hand. Really. Boah. <laughs> it's all gotten out of hand. <laughs> I love it. He just, he, he just wants to help everyone and keep everyone safe, but man, they make it difficult. Don't we? They everyone yeah nice excellent 
Well, less and certainly not least would be my character. Uh, right, I'm so. playing Boris Brain Basher. No. I just, want, I, <laughs> I just wanted to give uh, Kaylee uh, uh, heart, heart palpitations. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm playing a character named Doyle Greylock. Uh, he is a people watcher for the most part. Uh, his grandfather and him would just sit around Market Square and watch people and make up stories for these people and what their lives are. And that was just his his pastime. His grandfather was a locksmith and taught him how to work locks and things like that. And as he grew older, he became really good at watching people and realizing what's going on around him becoming extremely perceptive and he turned that into a marketable side hustle uh, by watching thieves in the market square and giving them the option of either splitting what they pickpocketed or being turned over to the authorities or the people that they robbed so he's a bit of an extortionist but he only extorts people that deserve it without really being too concerned with the people that they robbed in the first place. Um, he likes to tell people what they want to hear. Whether he's telling them the truth or not is a different story. So that is him. He's kind of a people person, but he's one of those friends that, man, I think he's shady, but he's never done anything wrong to me. So he's my friend, and he's always been there for me. Uh, he is a rogue with a little dip into Aberrant Mind Sorcerer and a little dip into Fighter. Because he tried to do a real job as a fighter and realized it was easier extorting these criminals. Uh, he's about six foot one, kind of a short, shaggy beard, kind of longish hair, about shoulder length, uh, and he wears bandanas. Um, but usually these bandanas are strips of banners that he may have stolen or or ripped off along the way of like different noble houses. Uh, kind of just a little taunting thing that he can try and play off of. Oh, I don't know where I came from and work on his ability to manipulate people verbally. Uh, that part, I, I, I don't want to jump into any of these so we can develop them in the in the Chronicle sessions, but um, that part there kind of reminds me of uh, a serial killer that takes trophies. <laughs> <laughs> he's not killing, he's a, ser he's a serial I, liar. Like I, I told you, he has liabilities. Yeah, absolutely, I think it's one of the best terms. So, Thank you, Johnny. Uh, thank you, everyone. Um, I think that these there's so much for you, for each of you and all of you to play on and play with together. I think it's going to be a great one. Um, so uh, part of this is the backstory, right? Uh, you all have your own backstory. But you are, we're starting this chronicle with these characters at level six. So you've been together adventuring for about two years. How do you feel you know each other? And this is a total brainstorming session. Um, it doesn't have to be decided right now, but um, what do you guys think? How do, how do you think you, you, you came to be as a group? Barroom brawl, uh, guardsmen, what, what do you think? So 
for Jingle, my whole thing was that I was hatched by one of you guys accidentally. And due to Katie's backstory, which I don't want to give away, she's the one that found me first. That's crazy. So I've been printed on all of you. I've been printed on at least some of you as family. And now I will never leave you. (laughs) That's terrifying. That's too much responsibility. That's good, because I don't want you to ever leave me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Jay, that you said that specifically, you and Katie's character, my character never leaves alone. (laughs) Your your codependency issues are showing. (laughs) Don't stay so far from me. (laughs) We gotta play these halts somehow, Johnny. (laughs) We gotta play them somehow and explore them. Oh, and uh, quick note, um, I think it was you, Jay, early said you didn't want to talk over people. That's greatly appreciative, but sometimes you got to be nebulous. You got to be, you know, organic. Let it flow, man. Especially session zero. Just talk it up and we we share the mic quite well. So just get after it. All good. uh, Just with the time zones, my uh, mic can come through a second or so late or I can hear you guys a second or so late. The delay. Yeah, it's a problem. Actually, it's, it's not bad. Um, I haven't noticed it yet today, so it's. I think we're oh, happy yeah. and campy. It's good. Um, well, for Garrigs, he pretty much would have hung out with any one of you who is in any way religious. He is interested in studying religions because he cannot fathom how they exist separately. Like, how goodly religions aren't all just one goodly religion. He doesn't understand that concept of, like, separate religions all basically working towards a common good so any of you who are in any way religious he would have been like yeah we're friends now we're, uh, you're not getting rid of me buddy so listen if you look at point a and you look at point b point a and point b are all leading the same place it just depends on how you get there Gary, whether you do really listening. good things or you do really <laughs> bad things i see an easy it's tie hard. between between valkyrie and uh sorry i don't know i couldn't remember i don't remember your character's name johnny because of doyle that's right because of his liabilities he could be anyone at any time yeah absolutely saul i saw your mic cue i wasn't sure if you were looking to say something no 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 i'm just uh joining in rock on uh but I, that that said, he doesn't. It is is it's in no need. It's in no way required for my character backstory or anything. But I think it would be very funny if some or all of you knew me like as an oven, like pre awakening, and I was just like the oven in the bakery. This was my thought. Feel free to say no. So and I love the oven thing. I- yeah, that's a, I love it too. So my character is a wild magic sorcerer. What if, because she has certain ticks that happen, or her spells just go off, um, what if she accidentally woke you up? I'm I'm totally down with that. I had a very funny alternative, which I'm happy to Zero. speak about, which was, which which Jingle could also actually take part in. Um, was that uh, so- someone um, made like s- someone maybe like broke into the bakery or uh, was was misusing the oven to to make a stew instead of bread, and the ingredients they put in were so atrocious 
like the taste was so awful and like like eldritch horror level disgusting that it like ripped uh, it like tore open reality for a sec like that's how bad it tasted and it it awakened me <laughs> i love that and also wow. my character would be the distracted type to be like oh i want to try this suddenly just like kind of dart off for like maybe 20 minutes and also boom <laughs> like... but i also like the idea of like a childlike you know character you know like throwing you're like, oh, I found these beads. I found this eyeball. You know, like, whatever in the pot. Mm -hmm. I bet this will make a good stew. And yeah, yeah. going at it. I love it. If you're down for that, I'm down for that. Like, it's, we could combine them. I started throwing things into your, your, uh, a cauldron or whatever and put it inside your oven. And all of a sudden, just pour a rift of time in your gear. It's like, yeah, I, I really like that. And then I asked the party, where do babies come from? Because I feel like I burned you. <laughs> so are you saying that my so... child has a child? <laughs> yes. My child has a child. Or it could no, be like I'm a... Is grandmother? <laughs> <laughs> we, we could also play it like a Big Bird Snufflopago situation where you kept swearing that the oven was alive and everyone was like, didn't believe you. Oh, I love that. And then one day you just show up. Yeah, like, I'm the you. oven. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you heard, but Katie and Johnny both had the exact same idea that that you were a grandmother, but they were in two completely different perspectives. One was excited, and one was wow, horrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. I think that'd be cool. Like, Jingle's been telling everyone for like however long it was, like a day or two. Like, no, the the oven's alive. It's alive. It goes boom! <laughs> it we can only do that because there's fire in it. No, 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 no. Well, yes, but no. So it's only do that because it's, it's burning. I mean, that's what things do. Or you know, like uh, things, th some things are warm even if they're not alive. What the fuck are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so there's the beginnings for sure. Possibility of how you guys know each other. Uh, don't be afraid to also work in uh, one of the things that I that I asked for was uh, one of three contacts, uh, personal contacts that each of you might have. And you can share them. So in other words, I, I don't mean share them with, the, with us today. I mean between you. Um, so that could be a co easily a commonality where where you came together. So flesh that out um, and uh, we will explore that more in in session one. So that's good. That, does that give you guys good enough? Give enough? Uh, give you enough uh, seed for thought? So how? Do, so Johnny and Katie's character are know each other because of the religious stuff. How'd that come together? I kind of missed that. That that would be Jay's character and I. Because, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, he's so, very religious as well. So well, my character is actually a, a a a government worker was who specifically worked on commercial zone violations. So. <laughs> It is entirely possible that I got a complaint about a very rambunctious oven that needed to be dealt with. You leave my oven had alone. to be issued. You leave my oven alone. It is against regulation. And no, it is perfectly valid. You do not have the permits for this oven. Wait, yeah, wait. Are, are ovens right in commercial zones? You, you, you do are not. An oven. You do not have the permits. <laughs> 
That's the best. He revolves around. He's been trying oh to my the gosh. papers. But how do you serve an almond papers? Absolutely the best. Give me, like... He keeps like, burning the paper. And he, he just keeps getting caught up. And he just keeps getting caught up in all these random adventures. And he's just <laughs> trying to serve the papers. But yet, like, we're stopping crimes. And oh, my God. And saving the city. And he's just trying to serve the papers. And he wants nothing to do with any of this. He just wants to go home to his wife by the end of the day. He's got, like, a, a, a handful of, of tickets that he hasn't served. That he just can't get it done. we got to go over here. To I need to talk to Bob at this shop. No, we need to go over here. After we finish killing this monster, okay? Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> just, awesome. Just, like, send a messenger, like, sorry, I'm going to wait for dinner again. Like, another ogre, another <laughs> ogre. I'm up for a promotion. I know it's been four years, but I'm hopeful. Okay, I, I, just, I just need to get this four done. Years. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh, that's genius. Okay, Johnny, we need to bring your character into this. Yeah, you're all a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> we got the green. We got the green elf. We got water lady. We got the hot off the brick oven, and then we've got the Kenku. And I'm a normal human. <laughs> this is really weird. I see Johnny what just is? being entertained by all of this. Yeah, like the Godforged brick oven is hilarious. So I'm gonna follow this thing around to see what happens, <laughs> and then <laughs> the rest of you are trying to serve or make bread or whatever and i'm just there in the background <laughs> being like good job guys keep up the good work i'm gonna so, go get a drink what if one of the times you're trying to shake someone down they got you like cornered because they like or something like someone you've tried to shake down before and they kind of like want to get revenge and my character just enlarges you to be much bigger more intimidating them and goes i help got you that could work too what is it my sorcery level is worthless, FYI. Okay. <laughs> so it's more of a hindrance. But it's I... to cover myself from people knowing who I am. And with an aberrant sorcerer, they never actually see me. I have telepathy with them as per the sorcery level. So all they hear is something in their head. So people could try to follow me, but I'm pretty slick. Uh, at the end of the day, though, like you said... This is this is a weird group of people. You're a Kenku, and you mm. learn words, so I definitely teach you swear words on the side. Oh, 100, and I love it, because it's like a new word. It like, tickles my brain. I have no idea what it means, and I'm like... <laughs> and it probably makes Valkyrie real mad that you're learning all these words. And then uh, the brick oven god forged. And then watching the other guy try to do his job and just things just going miserably. I love it. John, I'm going to have to ping you on the side about curse words that Jingle knows because of him. Yeah, done. <laughs> uh, we can make this easy, all of them. <laughs> Even make up some. Perfect. Actually, the made-up ones... Generator. Hang on. The made-up ones okay. could be even... Could be the catalysts. You know what I'm talking about, Kaylee. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Johnny. 80. Technically, if our party is a water lady, a green guy, a microwave oven, and a bird, doesn't that make you the odd man out? No. Wouldn't we all be uh, normal to each other? No, because that's just the party. Everyone else is a normal human, probably, in most cities. N no, no, he's the and infomercial weirdos. He's the infomercial presenter for all of you. Uh, he's, he's like the, the diabetes. Yeah. yeah I, I, 
I kind of got to be the face for this group because who wants to talk to weird. <laughs> I'm an adorable tiny bird child that curses. Everyone wants to talk to <laughs> I will take a gambling problem already. And I'm happy about it. <laughs> the cursing's okay. It's okay. So I'm sure, like, if I have watched you guys going around doing your things and, you know, you kind of get in a way that you can't talk your way into or out of a situation, I may interject just because it would be amusing at the end of the day. I'm imagining a little scene where we're walking along and Valkyrie kicks something and says fuck and then Jingle behind her goes fuck. And she's like, wait, no. And she's like, fuck. Fuck, no. <laughs> fuck. The most important, the best part is to screw it up, right? To get it wrong. To not have it, to use the wrong word at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. <laughs> we're like talking to some noble or some super like hoity-coity person that's like real big on manners. And they go, what's your name? My name is fucking Jingle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, not, no, not that one. <laughs> oh. Wrong use, wrong, no. And then just in, start inserting other ones. So oh, I'm curious. Which walnut jingle? <laughs> and and I see the I see the uh, the Godforge being the um, every now and then maybe coming up with new recipes or just things to try or accidentally putting something inside your chest cavity or who knows right? You play with that all day. Yeah, I haven't actually figured out where the oven is. Like, if it's in my stomach or if it's my mouth. Like, I think I look, I look similar to a human, except if you look closely, I'm made of brick. Insane. So I haven't really figured out like where the oven went, but I'm definitely an oven. Love it. So, with your oven, do you have like brick legs, or is it more like the pipes that feed into the oven? What like, what is the rest? Think- Are you? What are your arms look like? What's your situation? I, I look like a human man, um, but my oh. skin is brick. And I think when I move, it sounds like you know. I can't, I can't conjure the sound of it, but like the sound of bricks like scraping together, mm-hmm. um, and or like uh, the, like the sound of masonry. Um, and I have a feeling my voice is going to need to be deeper than my current speaking voice. It seems like a deep voice kind of situation, but I haven't figured that one out yet either. Makes sense. I'm still getting to know this this character, but uh, I I I think the, there's a there's a clockwork soul sorcerer that I think fits really well into this. It sounds like we're all sorcerers, though. <laughs> we what? all unintentionally, except for uh, Katie, have a dip into sorcerer or full blown sorcerer at some point. <laughs> Yeah, um, I may have to do that now just to (laughs) say that we have a party full of sorcerers. (laughs) This can only end well. I I was going to say, what could go wrong? It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Sexiest party ever with our charisma sorks. Oh, man. Absolutely. The big old doe eyes. So, as we flesh this out, uh, over the uh, between now and session one, uh, feel free, like I said, to ping each other, post things in character creation, whatever we want to do. But um, I think this has huge potential. Uh, as part of this, uh, I've kind of declared this is the the 
point by Chronicle, where we've generated abilities by point by. Um, there is, uh, so you, you, we're, we're doing some a little bit of uh, random rolling for HP, but one of the things that I came up with, it, it's kind of challenging. There are all kinds of charts and tables and lists out there, but it's kind of challenging to determine where your starting loot and or um, adventures have have brought you to in in that respect. So uh, any of your starting gear, mundane, go ahead. You know, if you, you, I would assume that you all have the armor and or the the weapons that you are looking for. So if if you really are that that paladin, which none of you are, that that paladin who's desiring plate mail, if that's really where you want to be by now you would have gotten it found it or been rewarded as such so just take care of all of that don't worry about that but um as far as the the starting gold and potential other items i stumbled upon this idea of a point by system where you get a point for every level that you're at so you will be informed of what that is between now and session one and probably actually here in the next day or two and I've come up with a list of redeemable tokens. And this idea was actually the, the, the mapping of the tokens was, I have to give uh, at least partial credit to uh, another DM that we play with. Uh, she's known as Zelda. She had a, this, this great concept that if characters, if players would submit after each session a, a, a brief either in character, out of character, uh, summation, a uh, summary of, of what that session was about. I found it was a fantastic way to take a quick note of what happened to share with others and then for others to expand upon that. And so what she did was when, when somebody did that, they received, uh, this virtual token. And then, and then throughout the campaign, they could trade those tokens in at various levels, one, two, three, seven, whatever, to purchase things. And they could vary from, from uh, inspiration to a magic item or even, even um, a, a, a random encounter. So this being the point by Chronicle, I'm going to do something similar. Uh, I'm coming, I've, I've put together a list, which you will all, have access to and you can you can either take a uh a magic weapon and or armor or you can have access to the point by system so that'll be something that you will all be seeing soon i like awesome. it. are you encouraging us to submit this uh sort of in character summary or is that about zelda's method um i am encouraging you to do that as well I'm going to go on a different different reward system as far as that goes. I believe that that's something that that we can. I want. I, I absolutely believe that it's essential to how things flow and to prepare us for each upcoming session. That could be if it's done in in character, for example, maybe an inspiration or or a partial inspiration that can be that can be achieved. So. Uh, it's definitely going to be worth your time. That would be a fun way to like get in character within the week compared to like just, you know, during the sessions. Exactly. I have some mechanics questions for you, Bruce, for the games. 
Yes. Okay, so we know that we all do it a little bit differently, but bonus action versus action with items. What is your take? Bonus action versus action with items. Specifically, what are you saying? So like potions, um, all that stuff. So like if to take a health potion, what Good do question. you have? Yeah. So for me, um, I believe that um, if you're taking a potion, I can see that as, especially if it's one that you have prepared, for example, a, a any potion that you have attached directly to your belt or in a, in your quick access pouch, I see if it's in your backpack, uh, that's going to be, uh, I would say that's a little more challenging, but it's, but if it's something, so in other words, uh, any potion that would, or a scroll or anything like that, well, scrolls are completely different, but potions, uh, if it's a potion of healing, for example, bonus action, unless you're feeding it to somebody else, then it's a full action because you have to get there. You have to, you know, kind of guide their head and it's, it, it's, it's a lot more. Whereas you could totally do this with an offhand bonus action for yourself. Okay, so sometimes you know how in combat, I don't know how much combat you're going to have in your chronicle, but sometimes in combat people forget they have abilities, features, etc. or a bonus thing to their stuff. Mm -hmm. Is Do you mm -hmm. have a forgive once, second time, you should remember kind of rule, or is it you should remember from the get-go what you've got and keep moving and prepare for the next round so that you are where you have it? So, for instance, let's say so I have to do... Um, like one of my features is reactionary, but I forgot to pull the reactionary and you've already called damage. What would your take be there? Um, I don't have a problem with mini rewinds. Okay. Uh, I think it works very, very well because, um, we oftentimes get caught up in, in the story and I'd rather let the story unfold a, a bit, um, and, and then rewind, if you will. Um, we don't want to do it all the time, but it, I think it's going to be situational. I think it's going to be, if it makes sense, if we're all the way down a path or, or if somebody else, two, three other people have, have already gone and you try and reactionary, nah, it's not going to work because it just won't, it just won't with, with some exceptions, right? I mean, for example, let's say you're a half elf and let's say that you fall asleep and you're put to sleep because of a, a missed roll. Well, as we know that that's, I think there is it immunity or resistance, right? That could change drastically. So if we're, if we're a little bit down the way, um, I could say that either a, maybe you are partially affected or we, maybe we have to rewind a little bit. It happens. I mean, mistakes are made and it's a game and we really want to make sure that it unfolds the way it should. The dice tell the story as do the character sheets and such. So uh, do your best to try and remember and try not to rewind too far, I'd say. Perfect. Thank you. Johnny, you're a longtime DM. What do you think on that, too? Yeah, that's fine. It's, it's hard to keep track of everything um, yeah. going on. So it makes sense to, to do a little mini rewind. Try to make sure that you call it out before something detrimental happens. So, like, if with Silvery Barbs, if it's a critical, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to Silvery Barbs it, uh, you know, so, so call, call it at, kind of at the beginning. But reactions are forgotten about because that's usually an afterthought of, am I going to die from this hit or not? Right. And there's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth and description and, and house rules versus raw as to when and how reactions play out. So we'll deal. 
it'll be fine. It'll be fun. It'll be good. Good questions. Bruce, I want to make sure that you're aware that I have one goal for this chronicle. Okay. I'm going to find a duck. <laughs> that is my oh. goal. Bruce, I'd like you to know that I have one goal for this chronicle. I'm gonna yeah. eat a Don't you dare, Johnny. I'm gonna eat a Jiggle <laughs> is horrified. I want a duck. I'll we talked about duck a duck earlier. I want a duck. No. We got no. a brick oven. We can, we can actually get stuck anywhere. Crows are kind of omnivorous. Yeah, let's eat a duck. Let's do it. <laughs> no. I expected this from everyone else but you, Jingle. <laughs> Jingle's a baby. You don't know. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Jingle for cannibal. <laughs> this is your child. Oh, that's horrible. Wild magic. You don't know what happened when she scrambled in that egg. <laughs> Jingle didn't learn it from me. I'm not. A... <laughs> oh, you don't drink water? Cannibal. Uh, what? Because <laughs> you're water. Water Janoski. <laughs> Cannibal. I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, you were saying something, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I was just I was I, I I've, I've taken my note on the duck, and I already know how I'm going to work it in. And Katie, I will get together with you uh, in the off in between session. It's a BBG. You're my favorite. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry to like you more than Kaylee. You're stepping up there. Oh, <laughs> you hurt what? me. And, and again, of course, uh, these questions, it's great to share these with, with uh, anybody that might be tuning in. Uh, we do play this game for our own edification, our own fun. Uh, that is our number one. So um, just keep doing that, everyone, and we'll be just fine. <laughs> um, the, I don't know that I have anything else right now for session zero as far as the rule sets or anything like that if you have any other questions can i just make a quick comment that we figured out our backstory stuff kind of quick for uh session zero well i actually had four uh, questions about that oh okay. like yeah we're getting a parade why are we getting a parade not not to you bruce to, to everyone else yeah same question i, I feel like it's a mis case of mistaken identity I 100% was thinking it's a case of mistaken identity. <laughs> I think we got uh, credit for <laughs> us. <laughs> we the, saved the, the town. Real, the real hero saved the town. They died. We stumbled on it. And I'm like, yeah, we definitely did this. We just, <laughs> we just bodies? in the wrong carriage. <laughs> we were meant to be in carriage five. We got in carriage four. It, you know. And Jingle's the Jingle just likes That's all the hilarious. shiny things and all the confetti and all the pretty flowers. Like, yes, yes. And like, it's just like hyping everyone up to keep shouting and praising them. <laughs> Listen, we just got in the carriage that Doyle recommended. That's not our fault. Yeah, you should listen to me. But uh, we're going to have fun along the way. I can promise that. I'm going to have fun along the way. <laughs> I was going to say, you're... Oh, what are, what... <laughs> you're the one who's going to get us killed. <laughs> yes, I mean yes. What if no? The, uh, what if the people who we have assumed the identity of are not dead? 
and we're in their carriage and they're in another carriage but we're in the carriage that says like you know town heroes and they're in like the other one that we're supposed to be in yeah out of, out of town they're just out we're of getting town. a parade that, I finally that would definitely be something that Johnny would do they're on their way to small claims court <laughs> <laughs> It's at this point that you're sitting there writing out your next ticket, about to hand it over, and then the carriage stops, and we hear, Hey, you liars! <laughs> and you just look at us, and we're like, Nope, bye! I love it. And then at night, you try to hand up the tickets, and everyone's just out. Briss probably has a reason why we're in the carriage, but I love this. Just mistaken identity. Well, intentional mistaken identity. It could I, be I unintentional to certain people. I, I believe that I believe it's called stolen identity. <laughs> eh, potato, potato, it's fine. <laughs> it's only stolen if you don't give it back. No. I'm pretty sure that's no. not how it works. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is how it works. That's why I taught Jingle. <laughs> oh, you're going to get this Kanku killed. I'll die first. It's fine. I'm fine with that. I know you are, Johnny. I know. Wait, you're the only cleric. Shit. Nope, not okay with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, finally. <laughs> one, one of the sorcerers got it. Not dying. One of the sorcerers got to go. <laughs> I, Johnny, I you have... realize I'm not the only cleric, right? I have the heel of fate. It's fine. Oh, oh okay. The, uh, then, Valkyrie, uh, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> Take your dumb yeah. Hey, oh, hold on, hold on. You can insult me, but you cannot insult my child. <laughs> she is too sweet and innocent for this world. In the background, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know, um, Johnny and I just like to fight. It makes sense. I'm just explaining it to Jay and Saul. <laughs> They've never experienced us. We like to fight. You know, um, since I Not touched much. on it before, quick, quick question. Uh, let's, uh, unless we have other comments or questions that we want to hit into at this point, I was thinking of jumping into a, just a, a couple simple icebreakers. Like we're doing some icebreakers. This is actually well, the scary time. It kind of, well, this is the easy one. So I like to start with this. Like I said, this is one of my favorite ones. I like to throw it out there every time pretty much. How long, some sort of variation or, or indication of how long have you been playing D&D or what version or when did you start? What got you into it? What's your basically your your D&D history uh, in, in short? And I can go first. Uh, I've been playing D&D since the 80s. I was 10 years old when I jumped into it. AD&D was my first, even before second, even before the the, the second edition of it. Uh, did a little rewind, even played a little bit of uh, the original a box set, which I still have. So I've been doing this a while. I did take a break. Uh, missed out on pretty much all of what you consider the fourth edition, I guess. Did a little bit of of, of the third edition and then jumped straight back into 5e. So I've been doing this a while. Haley. I think I'm sneaking up on my 2.5 year mark. 
because I started out as a DM for my friends, running a module, and then I met you, you crazy people, and then uh, it's been history ever since. But well, 5e is your main. Yes, 5e is my main. I have been playing 5e for almost 10 years now. Oh I started in 2014. Uh, I started with the 5th edition starter set. Um, off and on. Um, there are definitely a lot of things I've enjoyed about it. Um, there are definitely some things that I have issues with. Trying to finish Curse of Strahd three times, for example. But um, I haven't played anything but 5e. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Curse of Strahd is one that I want to hit full on to sometime. I used to play Castle of Ravenloft and the whole that the Ravenloft uh, uh, compendium back in the day. Yeah. Sign me up on that dotted line. I'll be there with you. Sounds good. Yeah, I've been doing 5e for, I guess, seven years, and I'm so excited to be a player because I was a forever DM for I don't know how many years. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to just being uh, one character instead of all of them. Yay. That des that describes a lot of us. We've all, oftentimes we get pigeonholed into that DM role, which is great, but it's sometimes fun just to just to be the one of the players. Throw yourself into it, right? Yeah, I love DMing, but uh, this is going to be a fun change of pace. Oh, I've been doing this since the 80s because I'm an old man. Um, so, yeah, I started with AD&D at a local comic shop that was doing, you know, D&D to try and drum up interest. And then I was kind of hooked, but then I didn't play for much of the 90s um, until later on when 3.0 came out. And then from 3.0 to 3.5, that was my main jam. And then I finally broke down into 5e after a friend asked me to run for a group again. And 5e seemed to be the easiest for everyone to get into. And I've accepted that 5e is a pretty good take on the D&D &D system. So I've been, been a big fan of it ever since. Yeah, I agree. Um, there, there are aspects Johnny and I revert every now and then when we're talking about, about, I think A, B, and D is easy. Hardcore. It is. Yeah. 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 We, uh, I mean, just, you know, if you're familiar died, if you're a magic user, if, uh, how that affected you, how the different XP values worked, people didn't level it. The characters rather didn't level at the same time. Multi-classing was, was super challenging there's all kinds of what i'd call hard more hardcore i didn't heal 100 hit points by sleeping yeah exactly yeah you had if you if you were damaged you actually had to take time yeah long rest <laughs> not a thing long rest so when i took that last one well no first off wrong uh, also, sorry, you need to have your hand held in order to fight monsters. Just saying. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. I like physical touch, so having my hand held is perfect. Thank you very much. Okay, well, you know, well, you're getting your hand held in 5e. It's okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> Jay. Uh, yeah, you said quick, so I will keep it quick. Uh, I've been you, you doing don't have for... to. This, you know, this is your life. Uh, you, you can make this as long as you want. Uh, this is my podcast now. Uh, welcome. No. <laughs> Stop recording. I'm out. <laughs> you're all my guest. Congratulations. Um, you're welcome. I invited you all here. Um, it is an honor. I know. No, I, I've I'll been doing this I'll, for... I'll send you my appearance fee. It's all right. Uh, this year will actually mark my 20th anniversary playing D&D exactly. Uh, I know that because I started playing on my birthday before I was even in school. I think it was the year I started school. Uh, I've played every edition. I started with third, um, but the group I played with was all older guys who um, started in the 80s. I'm not old. I'm the young guy, unlike them. I have to tell um, myself that. Well, too. I had to. <laughs> I, I, so I. With this group, they ended up teaching a second edition of uh, first edition, but I took a liking to 3.5 because of a specific setting and played through every edition and then promptly realized, oh my God, there are so many other RPGs and I like so many of them more than D&D, but I keep coming back to it because it's fun and easy and dragons are cool. Um, I am a forever DM. I can count on one hand the number of times I've actually been a player. Counting this, I think this is five. That I can think of where I've notably been a player for more than 30 minutes or dropped in as an NPC. So excited to, to not be a DM is going to be good. Can't wait. I can hear the excitement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I've... the great thing about going from DM to forever DM to player is you have so much to draw on, right? The experiences. My, my issue is I was part of a stream game a little while ago. And I, I had to leave because of work conflicts. But the second season I was a player, I have realized I don't like being a player for more than five or six sessions um, because I want to go run my own games because I have ideas when I'm a player. And then I want to leave and go do my own thing. So this is great because short-term campaigns are awesome and I can't wait to see what you guys do. I mean, we do so, one-shots, I, so if you want to come back for a one-shot. I, I... Spoilers, I'm only partway through Chronicle 2, so... I will maybe, but I have to avoid spoilers at all costs. You're forgiven. I'm invested now, guys. <laughs> I'm so invested. <laughs> well, in these, these, you remember, this is our homebrew world. So these chronicles, every one of these five, six, seven session uh, chronicles, uh, campaigns, come from our minds. So you're welcome, and we're sorry. But yeah, uh, I've been doing for absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been doing this a while. I've been doing this as long as I could. I, I when I played my first D and D game, I could I could barely read. It was very fun, but the adults in the room just read with it, and they were fun. So, yeah, I've been Wonderful. doing this all, all, most of my life. Good. Did they make you DM? Was that the first start? Did they just bring this child <laughs> in that could barely read? Because no. you said you've only played about five games. So they <laughs> they had a fifteen year campaign that they were still doing, and they converted oh, from A D and D to third edition with the same characters. Um, and then when I joined, I played as like one of them had like a they had like a, a hireling at the time is what they were called in three, just 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 like an NPC that they hired like a fighter. So they just sort of like put the stats for him in front of me in a bunch of dice, and they told me when to roll and asked what I wanted to do. They didn't really explain rules or anything. They just kind of uh, I didn't start. I DM first time I DM'd. I would have been about ten-ish. I still would have been in like in Australia primary school, so like I was quite young. I DM'd for some uh, friends of mine at the time. 
good fun. But yeah, I just played the one character monthly with them. Little hireling fighter. I'm pretty sure I died many times and they just pretended I didn't to keep me happy. <laughs> looking back on it Aww. now, they panned it to me a lot. Like, That's so sweet. I, I, looking back on it, I was a nightmare <laughs> for them. I could only imagine. Now, who was it that got you started? Was it a family member? Or was uh, it... Yeah, uh, it was my stepdad mm. at the time. Him and all of his friends. He had like a group that they played with weekly. They did Magic the Gathering and D&D &D and then they have board game nights and that so family and friends good fun and yeah living in uh, middle of nowhere Australia not really many options for for tabletop groups out here like this group or go fight kangaroos I'm assuming <laughs> you, no kangaroos are nice oh, alright we, we had pet kangaroos growing up oh this is oh that's dope Way better than having You're a, so badass. That's way better than having this. That's what? way better than having a stupid duck. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Johnny. Um, kangaroos. Oh, fun. Quick tangent. Fun fact here for all of you. Uh, Australians don't like kangaroos. They're a pest. We hate them. Get rid of them. Take I them heard. if you want. We don't like them. They're an absolute like, menace. So, so does that mean you don't live near Kangaroo Island? Uh, no, no, I do not. I have a uh, friend who lives out in Australia and he does the post. And so anytime he stopped in a certain community, he would send me photos of kangaroos there. Oh, the kangaroos are adorable and cute and smart. Um, but they're absolute, they're menaces. We like, they're on our coat of arms and we hate them. <laughs> like, wow. We have, we have disdain for kangaroos because they're a, they're a genuine pest, especially on farmers and that. We, they're cute. So then but, would uh, you say that ducks are better than kangaroos uh oh i mean that depends on the context right like what's the duck doing what am i doing to the duck like what am i like down at the park feeding the duck sure like marinating yeah. it marinating, marinating it, it putting some rosemary well i mean depending on how you cook the kangaroo they can be better but if you don't cook them right they're very oh. gamey um you've had kangaroo yeah dude i can just like walk down to the supermarket and buy can they're, yeah, we, we eat them. They're meat. Like, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. You, you gotta understand. <laughs> number sense. one, we, we don't have ready yet. Readily, we're not readily, they're not readily available to us. We uh, don't you have. Know what? Yeah, that's fair. We also like don't eat squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> or deer. I mean, we, I've we eat deer. deer. What? We eat deer. Oh, no, that's, that's what, I'm sorry. That's what and I meant. Is that deers, like, our deers are like their kangaroos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what everywhere. I was thinking. Oh, fair. Yeah. Okay, fair. I, I, I will clarify. We do also have deer everywhere here, too. Are your deer <laughs> oh, you've got both? Oh, no. <laughs> deer are, are also your... a big problem. Yes, they are. are, your... they are they're, they're assholes. Deer, have a, deer in this country see headlights and run at them. Okay, so, will... so, so same. Okay. Deer and... Deer and kangaroo will fight you in this country. Oh, Everything in oh, that country fights you. That's a video I want to see. Actually, um, terrifying fact about kangaroos. If a kangaroo knows it might lose, like if you have a dog or something with you or you're hunting, it won't fight you. It will run into like a shallow dam if it has one nearby. Wait till you go in and then it will hold you down and drown you. I've heard about that. They will, I've they heard. will lure you into water if they can and they will drown you there. So, like, if you're hunting with dogs, you have to be very careful because it's very hard to train certain dogs to not chase kangaroos, and it's very dangerous um, for kangaroos so, and people. Kangaroos I will tactics. say, 
I'm still more afraid of your spiders than I am of kangaroos. <laughs> I have a spider actually that lives like over no. in the corner of my office. It is like bigger than my hand. It's a huntsman. Uh, it's, Why? it's a fast attack spider. So the reason a, it's a fast attack spider, so it doesn't do webs. It can make them, but they don't. Um, they're scared of people. Like genuinely, like they won't attack you under any circumstances. So they keep the other annoying bugs that will attack us out, like other spiders and stuff, because they're so big. They kill them and eat them. So we deal with the non-dangerous ones to take care of the dangerous ones. It's a good system. We've worked it out. That's wow. a symbiotic relationship I don't want. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking the same thing. Spiders, you can keep them. Try you, mate. Well, that was quite uh, the fun tangent. That was good. That was good, though. That's that's what we look for. Oh, um, Australia, Australia tangents with Americans are always the best part of my day. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't. I, seriously, I'm already looking up kangaroo deer fight it's it's got to be a thing it's uh, i gotta see this video this is good because because we have a lot of deer here i'm in the so uh that's another thing just quick uh where is everybody physically at for example i'm in the u.s uh i'm in the central time zone i'm in mountain time over in arizona so close to the west coast i'm central time but i'm moving down to texas and staying in central time so Johnny, would you repeat what you said? Oh, oh, New York East Coast. Represent. Cool. Austin East Coast. Oh, um, middle, just pick a spot in Australia. They're all the same. Um, but I'm on uh, AEDT, Australian Eastern Daylight Time, in uh, New South Wales, the eastern part. Nice. Okay. Very cool. Is Boston or is New York better? Well, you're just looking to start a fight. The answer is New York, obviously, but Boston has this charming appeal, if you like bricks. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually from New York, so uh, I, I, I don't have qualms either way, but uh, they're, they're, they're both too crowded and too expensive. Where in New York are you from? Uh, the city. Oh, nice. I'm upstate with all the rednecks. Here. Oh, awesome! How far upstate? How far upstate? If you throw a dart and you hit the middle of the state, I'm right in the middle. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm often in the Catskills, so. I've got another icebreaker, but unless somebody else has got one, hey, you're running or the show. Or even questions. This is all on you. Yeah, no, it's fine. So, and this one kind of I I I thought would be kind of cool, uh, depending on your locale what uh, it doesn't have to be your favorite but what is maybe one of your favorite uh candies or treats take me back to my childhood with some gushers so at the moment i'm obsessed with the thin oreos that are lemon because i love lemon cookies those are so good they're so good. I've ever had one. Oh my god, they're fantastic. They're the thin ones, so it's not very filled, but it's like the perfect. Mm, just great. Is the cookie part lemon too? No, the cookie part is the golden Oreo. So they do golden Oreo, okay. lemon filling, and then golden Oreo. I like pink. 
Is, is, is that what we want? Or like gummy worms? I think yeah, or something too. specific to New York or your area or your childhood, whatever, man. Well, well, I guess uh, specific to New York, we have uh, what's called half moons here uh, that are amazing. There's like a, a cookie cake-ish kind of cakey batter and uh, half chocolate frosting, half white frosting. Uh, that's uh, one of the things this area is known for, and they're amazing. Things to try when I'm in New York. Got it. Mm, for sure. I have to be careful not to like buy myself any like candy with a chalky texture because I don't know why I just find it. I, I can't stop eating it like sweet tarts or Smarties, uh, like a a anything that that can like snap like snap apart. I just adore. So like a Kit Kat. Nah, it's, it needs to be, like, there, there's too much, like, milkiness in a Kit Kat, right? Like, there's, it needs to, like, have, um, it has to, like, be able to break. Like, a wafer is too soft. It's like a hard candy, but, okay. like, it's, um, the, ch the chalky kinds, like you're saying, like the sweet tarts. Yeah. Like Smarties. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. Go ahead, Jay. No, 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 I'm waiting to go last, because I know whatever I'll say, I'm going to have to bloody explain it anyway. Uh, is it what you told us during the interview process? Nah, nah. Oh, it, no. Wait, wait, is it fairy bread? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, uh, I do actually have a lot of different snacks, because Australia's cooked and I don't have a favorite, but I love some fairy bread. Love me, uh, mm, mm. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, fairy bread is a very Australian snack. Um, so take some bread, cover it in butter. Obviously, bread in Australia tastes very different to America because there's very different ingredients in it and a lot of sweeteners and it's much more bland. Uh, just throw some butter on it and cover it in sprinkles. Oh, and you got to cut it into two triangles. It has to be in two triangles or it's not fairy bread. Uh, that's it. That's that's the whole snack. Just the sprinkles and butter on on bread. The Dutch do that too. Yeah, it's it's tasty. Don't knock it till you try it. It's it's good. It's a regular like birthday snack at like um like kids' birthday parties. It's it's very common. From my it's understanding, the sprinkles that are normally used are like the one hundred and thousands or something like that, like the little round ones. Yeah, hundreds and thousands. They're just pure sugar. Because yeah, Australian bread doesn't have any like sugars or anything in it, so it it's just kind not tasteless, but uh, it's it's uh, just quite savory. So it pairs well with the hundreds of thousands. I will not mention any other Australian snacks for time purposes. I can imagine there's many. There was the uh, other cool one that was. <laughs> what was the one that we talked about in the when we when we uh, met you? That one. That one. I actually have a few of them in the freezer. Uh, that is uh, the best uh, thing Australia has ever produced, uh, uh, which is a golden gay time. Oh, that's um, right. The golden oh, gay that's time. Right. It's so it's like a just like uh, you guys don't know what. You know, you know, just like, uh, uh, I don't know what you guys would call them. We call them paddle pops here. Do you guys have paddle pops? I think it's so. just like an ice Popsicle? cream on a stick, right? Yeah, like an ice cream on a stick, basically. Okay. Mm -hmm. Paddle pops, just like the brand name of them, with the most popular ones. Basically, it's just like a caramel and vanilla one of those with like a very light chocolate covering, not enough that it's like crunchy, 
uh, with like um biscuit crumbs all over it, and it's called a golden gay time. And for years in the nineties, early two thousands, they recently brought it back. They had a massive ad campaign, which was um, uh, you can't have a gay time alone. Um, yeah, it's 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 a very popular <laughs> ice cream. Good it's good marketing. It is really good marketing. Uh, don't don't be dirty, okay? It's just you have an ice cream with your mates, okay? You and the boys down at the pub on a Friday night. You have a few. Yeah, you and the yeah, boys. Yeah, I'm having an ice cream yeah. with my mates and then, at the pub. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you go to you go to the 24 hour surf on the way home. They're all out of pies and kebabs, so you you grab a bloody gay time. What's a kebab? Boys, yeah, if, <laughs> kebab. <laughs> Two boys, one golden gay time. A kebab. It's yeah, a kebab. See, if, yeah, you know, like a wrap for... with like meat and stuff in it. If you're not expecting dirty, you're in the wrong group, dude. <laughs> so, um, my friend used to er, always liked ham and cheese toasties. Was their favorite Ooh, snack. Yeah. Oh, I can get behind that. All right. Um, well, that's that's been our session zero for Chronicle 5. Johnny, uh, uh, you want to talk a minute about uh, uh, our Patreon? Oh, yeah, we can do that thing. Uh, you can definitely support us on Patreon. Uh, if you just search for Dorks Are Dangerous, or depending on where you're looking at listening to this, the link is going to be in the description below. Uh, anything that you donate from whatever tier just goes to make this a better show and gives us more content and better production value for you all. So, much like James... Uh, Kaylee, Galashank, and Farlorn. Uh, they are our contributors. We always give them a shout-out after each and every session we do. Uh, you can also support us on Facebook by liking Darks Are Dangerous, as well as following us on Instagram and checking out some cool artwork that we get up there every now and then, or whatever wacky things that Kaylee does when she's not being a a studious student thank you sir all right well with that then uh i would like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening uh on behalf of katie saul kaylee jay johnny and myself thank you all very much for joining us for this session zero of chronicle five we appreciate you all uh we look forward to you joining uh, dorks are dangerous our sessions continued and with that just remember dorks are dangerous Bye!